I'm just going to pinch hit this morning. Okay. Our Psalter this morning is found on page 844 in the hymnal, and we will be singing responsibly. my eyes to the hills, from whence does my help come? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. The Lord will not let your foot be moved, the Lord who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, the one who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not smite you by day. Nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil and will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. scripture lesson is found on the front, thank goodness, so I wouldn't have to struggle here and try and find it. It's Genesis 12, um, verses 1 through 4a. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. This is the word of God for the people of God. It is no coincidence that during Lent, which is a journey, and so often we call it a journey to the cross, which it is, but Jesus didn't stop there, and neither should we. It is also a journey to an empty tomb, to new life, to resurrection, to new birth, all the things that we believe. Let us pray. Lord, be on our journeys with us. Let your word be a journey for us this morning. A journey from where we are to where you need us to be. A journey from who we are to who you want us to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We do the believing. God does the achieving. 
Let me say that again. We do the believing. God does the achieving. When I pray, I ask God for things I could never do on my own. No way. For healings, for peace in strained relationships and situations, for those family relationships that are beyond all repair, for miracles. I am helpless in the face of them all. So I am very aware that when it comes to prayer, I do the believing, but it is God who does the achieving. It is far beyond my greatest abilities to save a person's soul. But I deeply believe that when I cast seeds of faith, God will cause them to grow. I do the believing, God does the achieving. When I read and I study the Bible, I know it will profoundly affect my life. If only I believe, God will use it to work wonders in my life. For a couple of Sundays now, I have been offering words and I hope wisdom to help us as we enter these days of Lent. Normally, we approach Lent as a time when we do something. We stop eating sweets. We add more prayer. We decide to spend more time with family or friends. We give up a bad habit. But when I read this courageous story of Abram and Sarai, the more convinced I am that Lent is an opportunity for us to believe and see what God can achieve. The story of Abram and Sarai can be summed up this way. When God hijacks your life, just keep driving. Go to a land I will show you. No idea where he was going. No idea how long it was going to take to get there. He did not have an Air Force navigator sitting on the front row of his synagogue to give him directions. I mean, we, we hear this story and we think it must be an example of superhuman faith. But you know what? It's not. Our beautiful, powerful, gracious God 
is always offering new futures and new beginnings and new journeys. Lent is nothing less than that, an invitation to a new future, to a new journey. Abram and Sarai were getting on a bus without knowing where it was going. But they had the one and only thing they needed to make the trip. They knew the bus driver. They knew the bus driver. Imagine what courage it took for a young David to face a gigantic warrior named Goliath and to do it unarmed. The Philistines were snarling dogs more than ready, more than eager to rip Israel apart. But David had the one and only thing he needed. He knew the bus driver. Next to Jonah, Moses is the most unwilling prophet in the Bible. We don't often think of Moses that way. We know Jonah is. He didn't want to preach a message of repentance. He wanted to kill the people of Nineveh. So he ran. Where are you going to run where God isn't going to find you? or be with you on every single second of that trip. So we know that about Jonah, but Moses, God comes to Moses and says, go Pharaoh, go to Pharaoh. Get in his face. i got a message, you're going to deliver it. And in good, faithful fashion, Moses says, God, here I am, send my brother. He was not a willing prophet. Made all sorts of excuses. I, I, I stutter. I, uh, Aaron, Aaron, have you noticed Aaron standing here? He's real eloquent. You should get him to do this. What courage it took for Moses to return to Egypt as a wanted man under the threat of death. There may have been a reason why he wasn't that willing prophet. And then to lead an entire nation of people out of the most cosmopolitan city in the world and into a dry, barren desert. But Moses had the one thing he needed. He knew. How many of you just said the bus driver? Okay, let's include the rest of y'all because we don't want to leave y'all out this morning. Because Moses knew. Whew, you're still out there. Thank you. Despite jail. Floggings, stonings, shipwrecks, broken bones, 
snake bites, near drownings, assassination attempts, and threats from religious and political leaders, Paul would never stop proclaiming Jesus as Lord. Because Paul had the only thing he needed. Do you know what I'm about to say? This is your subtle hint. That's right. Paul knew... Oh, I love it when churches preach to me. A young, unwed mom was told she would give birth to the Messiah. She could have been killed for this. Her family would be dishonored for this. But what is it she says? To me, it is staggering the words out of this young girl's mouth, no more than 14 and most say younger. May it be done to me as you have said. Because Mary had the one and only thing she needed. She knew the bus driver. And didn't Jesus say that for followers to become disciples, they must leave everything and follow? An invitation to the most extraordinary journey of our lives. And we can do that. We can do that even when we don't know what lies ahead, God does. Linda's going through a lot right now. Hope and Parker, your kids will just rip your heart out for the rest of their lives. They get born and that's when they just start reaching and pulling on your heart. You know how old I have to be before my daughter starts, stops being my daughter? It ain't going to happen. Ever. You hear the names on the list. The faithful people. The people we love. If they don't, they need to know the bus driver right now. Even when we don't know what lies ahead, God does. Some of my favorite memories of childhood involve trips. Mom, dad, and three children piling into a station wagon, going somewhere. I'd curl up usually and fall asleep. My sisters would pray that I'd curl up and fall asleep. And Dad would get us there. Dad knew where we were supposed to be. Not once did I wake up and say, are, are we in the right place? Uh, shouldn't you have made a left back there? Are we in the right state? I didn't need to know all that. 
I just needed to know my dad. I knew we'd get there. Lent is God's invitation. Lent is God's invitation to a greater trust, to a deeper love, to a relationship where God says, get up and go to a land I will show you And you do it. You go. And here's the ultimate test. If I remember right, Abraham was 100 years old and Sarah was 90 when she gave birth to Isaac. According to those numbers, some of us are just entering our prime birthing years. Y'all need to be picking out colors for the nursery and buying cribs and rocking chairs. Here's the test. If that was God's plan for you, would you be able to say, be it done to me? as you have said. Do you know the bus driver just that well? Amen.